0: never it on the ground i'm not down i want to go higher
1: higher, higher
0: than that. hey this is rebecca fleetwood hessian host of the badass women's council podcast we are here for reflection and connection for the high achieving badass woman like you and i'm so glad you're here and you might as well just go ahead and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. Just seems like the right thing to do, don't you think? And I'm not super excited about this episode today because I have a lot of passion for the trades industry, the shortage of trades workers that we have, and I was raised by trades workers. So it's personal for me too. Today on the show, we have Shannon Tamosco. Gosh, I hope I'm saying that right. Shannon, we didn't clarify that. Note to self. Anywho, Shannon is an electrical apprentice in Toronto, Canada, and she is a great ambassador for women to join the trades industry. So she's going to talk today about how it's not only a great career financially, but it's great for courage and confidence and well-being and all the things that we love here at the Badass Women's Council. Can't wait for you to meet Shannon. Here we go. I'm not coming down.
1: Hey, Shannon, how's it going? Good. Thank you so much for having me here today, Rebecca. I'm very uh, blessed to be on your show and uh, talk to you today.
0: I said to you when we first logged on, so serendipitous because yesterday on Facebook, I posted a story and a picture about fixing my furnace on Friday night and my washer on Sunday or Monday or whatever day it was and how grateful I was that I had grown up around a family that used tools and wasn't afraid to try stuff. And then I look on my calendar today and it's like, Oh, I'm talking to Shannon. We're going to talk about skilled trades. So I I love a good flow through with the stories. So I found you on LinkedIn because you'd been doing a podcast or a talk about being a woman in the skilled trade industry, and I just loved your vibe, and I loved your message, and I'm so excited that you're here.
1: Well, let me just first say I'm very proud of you for taking on those things this weekend because, um, you know, I, I, the, the feeling you get when you when you accomplish something that maybe you kind of doubted about, you know, you had some doubts or fears, um, is amazing. So pat on the back, very proud Thank of you.
0: Thank you. And it is so true because as soon as I fixed... My, both of them, I immediately called my dad to tell him how proud I was of myself and how grateful I was that, you know, he he was a dad that taught me how to do these kinds of things. I can remember one time I had fixed something around the house right after my divorce, and I woke the kids up to tell them that I had fixed something. They're like, did you just really wake me up to tell me that? I'm like, yes, I did, because I'm super proud of myself. Okay, a quick pause. I have a question for you. When something goes really well at work and you're super excited about it, do you have someone or some group of people that you can celebrate with? Somebody that you can just say, I am so proud of myself. I'm so excited. If you need that, I have an online community for badass women. The badasswomenscouncil.community. You can jump in there. There's all kinds of women in there like you who want to celebrate with you. And if you really want to take it a step further, we've got a monthly subscription master class where we will bring you meaningful content and conversation and really rich relationships with other career, career women that care as much about their jobs and career as you do. Okay, back to Shannon. So one of the things that we had a chance to talk about is how being in the trades industry has really impacted you personally. I'd love for you to tell a little bit about your story.
1: You know, um, and I'm, I'm really glad to talk about that today because one of my favorite things um, about the skilled trades is what it has done for me personally. Not only like, you know, there's the physical aspect. I get that. That's winning for me. You know, the financial aspect, these things are all great, you know, but what's often not talked about is the sense of, you know, when you touched on it, that confidence that you get, you know, there are so many women that I've kind of talked to that are in the skilled trades, you know, after they do like a little proud moment, we have like a little cry. We're like, so proud of ourselves. Like, did we just did that. Nobody else thought we could. I didn't think I could, but I did. And, you know, my previous uh, career as a child and youth worker. And part of that is, you know, dealing with people and mental health and, I myself have, you know, seen a few counselors and and I remember one of the counselors saying to me, Shannon, um, confidence is built by competence. It's by taking that little sippy cup when you're two years old, putting it to your mouth and, and trying until you succeed. And, you know, as a woman, I don't know about you, but I've been told a few times, you know, you just, oh, Shannon, just, you just need a little confidence, just a little self-esteem. And, it's it, to me, it's like the most frustrating thing because I just want to know where the bottle is. Like, tell me like, where's the recipe? It should be marked clearly with a label. that says confidence, right? Vitamin B, <laughs> vitamin D confidence. Like, you know, people make it sound like it's so easy, you know, and I'm a recipe person and the recipe is, you know, confidence is comes from competence. It's from trying things. And, you know, so many, I, what fear what fear is for young people today, you know, is that we, they just don't try things anymore because they're so entertained sure they try things they try a new video game you know like they're so entertained by this little screen you know that they're not getting out and interacting with the world um and sadly you know that builds confidence you know like you said you grew up with a family of skilled trade workers and you know you told me a story about you know working with your 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 grandfather right and you know those kinds of things one are memories but it it built basic skills for you to be successful and the skill trades not only helped build my confidence, but it gave me independence. And as a woman, you know, like uh, as a woman, independence is, is you know, so key. And, and independence in so many ways, financially, you know, um, and not just financially, but you know, those basic skills, how good was it to, on the weekend to fix your own stuff and not have to call somebody?
0: Absolutely, it gave me joy. Truly, it gave me joy. You're right. One hand, I'm probably saved $500 or more in service fees, but the sheer satisfaction of muscling that washer out from behind the wall, taking the screws out, figuring it out. Now, I will say that I don't have the diagnostic skills from my skilled trade worker family that YouTube is providing me all the answers, but I at least know how to use... A pair of channel lock pliers. I know how to do things. I know, yeah. So I love it. It's emotional for me. It's joy, and it's that just that confidence to try, because you know we talked about
1: the community, and it's another thing I love about the skilled trades is you know as I I'm still new, but as I get into the I I find that it's it's such a community of people, and you know so okay, so you want to you know for me my kind of thing that i've been taking on i'm an electrical apprentice but what i've been taking on is during COVID is car repairs like i have some fair free time right so i used to change my tires with my stepdad that was like a thing we did but you know since then i've progressed like oil changes and now i changed my brakes and you know i i had a flat tire i ran over a screw right over a work construction Ran over a screw and <laughs> Uh, The truth of this, the whole truth of the story is we had a good snowfall and we had some snow still on our street and I wanted to do a little fun drifty drift, you know, around the side of the corner. So I did like, it was very safe. There was nothing. I love it. I pulled into my driveway and I heard, (laughs) I was like, man, get in your, get in the garage quick, Shannon, hold in the the garage and it was flat in like three minutes And so after you know it only took me 20 minutes to switch it out to a different tire but i had found that i had run over a screw and by doing that little drift i like snapped off the top of the screw which caused the leak but i was able to fix it in 20 minutes and again i saved myself money um you know and i called a friend at work he had a little plug it kit right a fellow electrician met me at work the next day and i fixed it 15 minutes for free with my community, you know, um, when in doubt, I have people to
0: call. And that's the other thing I put in my Facebook post is that while I was proud of myself, we don't do anything alone really, because it was all those times that, you know, they were, you know, go get a Phillips out of the truck. And I know what that is. When I was 10, that I learned from my uncles and my grandfather. And i I phoned my ex-husband when I got to a point in the middle, because he he actually comes from a family of washer and dryer sales and repair. So that's his expertise. And he would have come and done it for me. We're friends. He would have absolutely come over, but I didn't need him to, but I did call him and I'm like, Hey, how do I, you know? And he was like, Oh, get your channel locks and blah, blah, blah. So we don't really do things alone. I've, you've got phone a friends, you've got community, you've got people around us. And that's actually even what makes it to me, more fun to accomplish yeah. things when you're doing it together.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, and sometimes you have hiccups, you know, so like you need someone to laugh with together when you make yeah. a boo-boo, um, you know, and, and, you know, additionally, like I've now found this community. We talked, we met on LinkedIn, right. I found this community on Instagram of skilled trades people, like as a, as a construction worker, it's still cool to have a sticker collection. So, you know, now, you know, you've got all these like people making their own individual stickers, you know, my little handles Lady Bolts. So I have a little Lady Volt sticker and I've been trading stickers with people now as far as as England and Germany. And like, how nice is that? That like they send me the back in the mail. Like, It's my little COVID communications.
0: I so, love that.
1: The community is beautiful in the skilled trades.
0: And I love what you said about some of the women that you work with, that when you do figure something out, you even all, it's emotional. You have a little cry and you're so proud of each other. And one of the things that I talk about is that business is human. And as humans, we are personal, emotional, and social. And so it's unrealistic that we should think that we go to work and don't bring our emotions. Our emotions come with us everywhere we go. And to be able to openly share those with with your community in a social way makes work more enjoyable and you and i both share in the the goal of getting work to work that's thriving right that's what thriving is is i'm doing something i'm good at that i love to do and i'm doing with people that matter to me and i think it's like
1: really important you're talking about like you know um i think it's really important to bringing the positive Mental health to work. That's where I was going. Um, you know, it's so sad as a woman entering the skilled trades, I'm seeing, you know, a lot of men still having to suppress, you know, feelings, emotions, be a man about it, toughen up. All of those things still exist. Um, and I know that because when they want to have soft moments, you know, Shannon over here isn't gonna, you know, they can be vulnerable with me and I'm not right. And it, it was talking to another woman, and this is why I think we need more women in the skilled trades, is you know, she also worked in an industry that was very um, male dominated. And when they would have, you know, big conversations that might be a little heated, she they wanted her, they invited her in just because her female energy, energy, like I think it's a thing, her female energy somehow brought down the room. And I can't help but notice there's like this guy on our site right now. He's kind of the supervisor of the floor. He is grouchy, like I would be, I would cry if I was on his receiving end and I hear him, I hear him coming. I hear him coming. He turns the corner. And he sees me. He gets a little softer. He's not yelling at me, but he sees me. and just gets a little softer because like, Oh, now women's ears. Right. I don't, I don't do anything. But um, it so it's everybody
0: else on the site, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> it's it's, and somehow it lets people, lets them, it makes them a little more vulnerable. And so I think it's really important that women start, you know, getting into the skilled trades because you know, we hide a lot of those emotional moments still now because, you know, I am a woman and it is weird. And like I had, for example, like a moment with my um, foreman a couple of weeks ago where I was upset because one of the boys said something,
0: right? And, that happens in corporate America. That happens everywhere. <laughs> right?
1: And so I said something to, I was talking to my foreman and he said, Shannon, I would be upset about that too, but I just couldn't say anything. Like you can't say anything because like you're a man, because you like it wouldn't be acceptable for him to say he's hurt by those words, right? So it's it's interesting the women dynamic that we do bring to the, the field. Um, you know, it I can't help, you know, we talk about thriving, not just surviving. And, you know, I can't help but think the construction world is such a great place for women to, you know, we talked about independence, be that independent woman, you know, growing up most of my life let's be honest we all watched disney movies we watched romance movies we watched all of these things saying that we are most most of us thought that we were in some way would marry child house and to me let's be honest i didn't think that i'd still be 32 and single okay like that is not where Girl i got thought- 54 over here and single preach. <laughs> did not think this is where my world would be. I thought I had like two children, a little white picket fence, like 1.3 bath time, (laughs) 1.5 bathrooms. Like, you know, this was not my life. And the thing is, is growing up, I watched my parents, two incomes, like you have to think about what you see. And when I watched two incomes, they were able to thrive because they had two, you know? So I thought, you know, when I was thinking about my career choice growing up, I didn't quite think. I might have to go at this world alone. So my first career choice was child and youth work, right? It got me a minimum wage job. I, it's great, I love it. It taught me a lot of things that I'm very grateful um, for and gave me, you know, my foundation, but it's not one of those jobs that I can thrive thrive on. And, you know, construction, like think, think about everything. We've talked about the confidence that it's given us. Women, you know, it talks about the financial freedom, Talk about the independence that you get in your home. You don't have to call somebody to hang up a picture anymore. You know, this is, you know, this is why I'm so passionate about the skilled trades um, is because of all of these freedoms that it's kind of given me. Um, and the, the the other, the last thing is the mental health thing. Like to me, um, I talk a lot about mental health because I think in our society today, all of us struggle in some form, shape of anxieties, depressions, whatever it might be. Um, and again, on a construction site, it's so frowned about to talk about. So I'm like, let's talk about it. Let's go opposite. And um, you know, I'm not afraid to say I've struggled with, you know, depression throughout my life, especially, you know, up here in Canada, we get some really short days. Seasonal depression is a real thing. Yep. And when you go to the doctor, if you have a good doctor, the doctor's, the first thing he should ask you is if you exercise and up till a couple years ago, my answer was no, because I sat behind a desk, you know, I did very minimal working and how is that contributing or helping me? You know, so, you know, it's just the physical stuff that I do every day is actually benefiting my mental health, my physical health. Now I have that financial freedom that thrive, you know, not just survive, um,
0: and the yeah. confidence to now try other things because confidence yes. builds then too. So now even if it's outside of work, because you have built confidence by trying things and figuring it out, you're willing to go try something else that you've not done before. Like
1: a podcast. Like who would ever like I still sit here? It's one of those things we talk about crying. I get off these podcasts and I'm like, who wants to listen to me talk? Like I, I feel so touched and blessed, right? You know, and but I but I'm trying it and then people keep asking me. And so, you know, all I all I just try to be my genuine self because somehow my genuine self is what attracts people to my story. Um
0: but, but let's pause on that because that's an important theme here at the Badass Women's Council as well, is the confidence to be yourself is oftentimes the biggest differentiator in those that are struggling and those that are thriving. So I call it the difference between striving and thriving. So when we're not in alignment with our authentic self, when we're not using our gifts and talents and we're not being true to ourselves, the word strive actually means battle and conflict. We're in a battle with ourselves. And the reason that people want to keep talking to you is because we sense the courage that you have to be yourself. And that's ultimately what builds trust is is when you just know somebody's going to show up as themselves. That's that's courageous. And I love it so, so much.
1: Thank you. And um that that uh, courage, I have to again, I come like I I don't think I would have had the courage or just the confidence to think that this would have been an avenue for me. And um I'm just so blessed because of the skilled trades. Um and so blessed, you know, because of people like you who, you know, want to, you know, listen to my, listen to me talk.
0: <laughs> One of the things that I said growing up, well, probably early career is when I was started writing and, and publishing some of my writing, I thought, you know what, all I want to do is share people's stories. And this is before podcasting was a thing. Mm-hmm. And now that's what I do every week is I share people's stories. So it's, it's um, interesting what happens when you put out into the world, what you want, God finds a way to just line it up and make it happen for you, which, which begs my, the question. We haven't talked about this yet. How did you end up as an electrical apprentice? What was, what was the, so I know you, you said you were in um, child youth services. What was the transition that said, Hey, I'm going to try this thing over here. That's completely different than what I'm doing right now.
1: Um, it, it It didn't quickly, it didn't happen overnight. There was another kind of career in between the two because I couldn't survive on the child and youth work. So I worked in uh, financial payday loans here for a decade. I did not like that job. You talk about, you were talking about, you know, you're not happy with yourself. You know what I mean? When it doesn't jive with you, like it just, it just, I didn't enjoy it. I went home every day miserable. Uh, My friend Matthew bought a house and he said, I want to rip out the kitchen. I thought he was crazy because people in my family were not tradespeople, So we take 10 years to do renovations. So I thought Matt's crazy. Right. But the next day we started ripping up the kitchen and, you know, like I found enjoyment through ripping it out, rebuilding it. You know, we ventured onto other projects. The basement wasn't finished. So we finished the basement and I just, you know, this was the time that I really disliked this other job. I thought, like, why did I never think of this? You know, and like, like, why wasn't it ever something? Because I took I took the tech class in school. I had a mother who, you know, we didn't have skilled trades people, but, like, my grandfather taught carpentry in high school. So, you know, it wasn't completely absent in my life, so my I did have an influence. But why wasn't this something that was offered to me? You know, why wasn't the skilled trades uh, an option? You know, financially, it is – you know freedom you know these other jobs they did not provide that um and so I don't know it was building of this house with my friend Matthew the dislike of just not dislike of the job but how you feel going home right. he didn't it's right. not for you um and I searched out options to switch And so I found a pre-apprenticeship program. Sometimes it's hard for women. So if you are a woman interested in the skill trade, sometimes it's hard, you know, to get into the field, you know, you're, we call it green. You have no industry experience. And so I, you know, you're talking about, I'm like an every, everything happens for a reason person. Uh, And I truly do feel like as much as those times I'm like was resentful that maybe child needs work didn't work out. Well, it was because of the challenge work that I had the skills to research the program to get into the pre-apprenticeship program, uh, right? I call that the
0: breadcrumb trail of discovery. Like one little thing leads to another little thing and then another little thing. And then all of a sudden you're in this thing that you didn't even know was possible.
1: And then, you know, um, the, you know, kick-ass careers, that to me is like, the combination of everything for
0: me. I guess Tell us about that organization. Kick-Ass Careers is an actual organization. Tell us about that a little bit.
1: Um, it's just a group of people, skilled trades, like authentic skilled trades workers, um, variety of trades. We have iron workers, welders, and we're just passionate people who like to talk about, you know, how we, our journey, because we do want, we would love to see other other people, other women, you know, we do. I don't know if there's necessarily a, skill trade deficit or like uh, right now but i do think we're we're gonna lose a lot of knowledge because in canada like you know there's some people sitting on a list right now i know there's not like jobs right now for some people so right now in hamilton there's not a big demand but because you're not training the young people and you're only working with the older people, they're going to retire and you're not going to have
0: that overlap. We're going to lose we, so much We dollars. already have it in the United States. I don't know what it's, you know, the, the stats are in Canada, but the United States is, has a a wicked shortage of skilled trades workers. I mean, right now, if, if I had uh, to give career advice to young people right now, I'd say, go train to be a plumber because there's not enough plumbers. And that's why yeah. it costs you crazy money to get a plumber to come to your house. And hopefully it's going to be somebody reliable because there's, there's such a supply and demand problem with, with just basic trades work. Now it's scary.
1: And so many people think about like the dirty, it's a dirty job. It's a hard job. And I'm like, okay, let's argue the dirty part. I'm not a nurse. I don't wipe tushies. So (laughs) for me, dirty is definition. And I think my job is quite clean. Okay.
0: I love that true. analogy. That's good. It's true,
1: though. Like, how, like, are you, an, if you were a teacher, you're going home sticky. Like, you're going home. Oh, I would hate that. That little, like, oh, the little sticky fingers. Oh, <laughs> i would drive me nuts. So, like, dirty <laughs> definition
0: that's an actual challenge. I was working with some other executives uh, about this trade, skilled trade shortage a few years ago. And one of the education um, tracks that they had to work on in high school was educating parents, not the kids, educating parents that if their kids went into a skilled trade, they weren't going into a dirty factory because there was a stigma associated that they didn't want their kids. And that's that's not the way it is. I mean, and I
1: I've thought about that and someone said to me once, you know, if you think about that generation, the parents. So, you know, the generations before us, they a lot of us them came from, you know, overseas. We're, we're a country of immigrants, right? We're just we immigrated from wherever and those people worked hard. I mean, I'm not saying we don't work hard today, but like I'm The tools
0: were different. The technology was different. The blueprints were different, all of it. Mm -hmm. And so
1: their kids were not going to go into that. So my parents, it was like, nope, skilled trades is dirty, bad, blah, 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 blah. So my parents' generation are convinced because of their pair that it's a dirty, unsafe job. But let me tell you in Canada, like all the same in the States, you cannot go over like six feet without being tied off. Okay. Like that's not that six feet is not that high. You know, you can't be asked to lift over 50 pounds legally here in Canada without being, you know, given some sort of assistance to do that. So
0: that's like a thing of dog food for me.
1: Right. Like (laughs) That's like a baby. (laughs) How many women are lifting their children? Right, right. Absolutely. Not a baby.
0: That's
1: a big baby. Well, that's a a big baby.
0: (laughs) I'm with you. I'm with you.
1: A big baby. but But
0: it's true. It's true. So it's
1: definitely a job that's doable. And like, so they think it's dirty. They think it's unsafe. And then the the, the pay part. Well, like for me, I did the traditional, went to school, got a career, got an education, did all that. You know, I also got a big pile of debt as well. It was like here, presents, you know, congratulations.
0: That's a whole other episode we could do that I'm rant about. Yeah, the- the The college loan problem is disastrous. The first
1: adult decision that our young people make is to get in debt with the Ontario student loan. It's like, and I think that's like, you're, you're setting them up for failure, especially if you didn't research what you're, what you're going into, you know?
0: in, In the United States, it was marketed as your ticket. Well, what they forgot to tell tons of people is... Well, they told them, but it was in really fine print on page 475, that that ticket is going to cost them the next 25 years of their life, probably. Yeah, Yeah, to pay it off. Crazy. But if
1: you were a skilled trades worker, when you're 18 years of age, you could have started an apprenticeship. In Canada, it takes five years to be an electrician. Some other trades are shorter, so it doesn't have to be that long. Um, and because there is that shortage in demand, you know, what one, young people don't know is that, one, your employer normally pays for your education, so they pay this the schooling part, and then the government is so wanting of you that they even pay for, in Ontario, your unemployment insurance so you can go to school. They don't do that for the rest of the university and college students, and then when you graduate a level of schooling, the government goes, yay, here's a $1,000 grant, right? That doesn't happen to the th- millions of young people that are going yeah. through. They are. Amen. And I just finished paying off my debt, like for the child. Oh,
0: right? And I, mean, I have
1: a small debt. I barely, I think I started with 7,000, right? Like it just takes forever to
0: tackle that. Well, yeah. When you're paying, you know, hundred bucks a month or whatever, just to try to whittle it down. It does take a long time. You and know you that, get a minimum wage job for that piece yeah. of paper one <laughs> the example i gave earlier about this company i was working with we were i was assessing this skilled trade shortage and and talking educating the parents it was amazing how steep the beliefs were in these parents for them to even understand because it was just drilled into college, 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 and, and the opportunities that were being offered for this particular company. It was a two-year program, and they were pretty much guaranteed if they got through it with, with decent grades and such, a, a $90,000 a year within the first year of employment, ninety thousand dollars for this particular I mean it was highly technical but it was just a two-year program but because the beliefs were steeped so deeply that it had to be college or nothing they almost couldn't hear it it's like you're going to go into a place that's cleaner than a hospital you're going to be taught a skill that is sought after and is going to be around for decades and you're going to make exceptional money and and they had to work really hard to get people to hear that which is fascinating to me.
1: And I think like it goes back to that like miss like when I was a kid that misunderstanding of what life really is like. I thought there'd be two incomes, about fifty thousand dollars a piece would be nice. Like if I as a household made a hundred thousand dollars, like these were thoughts that I had twenty years ago. So like, what is ninety thousand doing for you these days? Nothing, right? And so if and when I worked at payday loans, which is you know a financial institution that does short term loans. I see pay stubs and it's, you know, what young people don't realize is that the average paying job probably in Canada is like $45,000 to $50,000. You're doing good if you got a $50,000 a year job and you are w- and way above if you're making more than that. And, you know, most people can't even afford houses here anymore because the market's outrageous. But if you didn't start with debt and you started with making money by the time you were maybe 25, because, you know, you still lived at home for those first few years, maybe you could afford a house, yeah. you know, and then even and you could buy the fixer upper because you have the skills to fix it up.
0: That, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. That's a completely that's a, a whole nother level of, of efficiency in yeah. the budget. Um, I, I love this. I love your vibe. I love your energy and your, that you're telling your story because the other thing is it's one thing that you did this and it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful story. But when we stand tall in our story and, and courageously go tell the world about it, we give others confidence to do the same and you you're educating and you're passing on the skills and the, or, or the the lessons that you've learned as you've taken on these skills and i'm just super glad that i reached out and you said yes and that now more people are going to know that this is an option
1: well thank you very much it's it's statements like that that motivate and drive me because and sometimes i get these messages from i got one at christmas from this dad this year at Christmas, I got my, we got our daughter a Barbie house. And instead of just building it for her, I brought her over and we built it together because of, you know, your post. And I was like, I talked about the tears. Like I want to cry just saying it, but like, you know, so thank you for that very kind thing. Next Christmas, let's
0: encourage parents to to buy their kids a tool toolbox with some tools in it and let them build some stuff and try some stuff so they can be more confident. And as a woman, can I ask you how many pairs of like pajamas,
1: lotion, bath soaps have you gotten over the years?
0: More than I cared to. Yeah. But luckily, because I came from a family of skilled trades, I also I've gotten really nice toolkits. I've gotten a a nice drill a few years ago from my dad. So I'm one of the lucky ones, I think. (laughs) Well, I was just going to say,
1: I just this year is like the first year. Well, my mom's gotten me little tools like just like home kits like to put up a pet, like a picture or something yeah. but nobody like when I was a girl nobody bought me like tools and when you think about young boys young boys get tools all the time they probably roll their eyes because they're not really interested at 12 but by the time they're 18 they're like oh yo, I got that toolkit right <laughs> And those things tools last a long time. But let me tell you lotion expires. It goes so funky. It's 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 done, That's okay? True. Buy your girl some tools. I'm just saying. Tools
0: are the gift that keep on giving. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. And it's the
1: best bonding experience with your when you're with your kids. They remember it, let me tell you.
0: Absolutely. I can remember. My daughter is 19 now, but she went to her dad when she was probably 10 and said, Hey, could we build something? And he went out to the garage and got some tools and some, you know, scrap lumber. We had, or they built a little side table and you know what, it's still in her bedroom at her dad's house today.
1: I'm telling you. And yeah. it helped build, build that confidence, you know? Yeah. And so get your like children. I know this is what I, my advice, young people just try stuff. You know what I mean? If you've got those co-ops in high school, those, cause sometimes we have like in Canada, you have co-ops, you can go do placements. I'm like, God, try them. See if you like it because you'd be surprised, um, you know, how rewarding it is working with your hands, you know?
0: Yeah. And I know a lot of, um, students, college students from my kids, um, my kids are 19 and 22. So I'm in that era, um, who went on to college because they felt like they should have, but they really would have preferred to work with their hands. And I'm, those are the people that I get concerned about that if they just would have been encouraged to do what they really loved yeah people work
1: harder when they like what they do yeah people right. are you know they're willing to put more into it all that kind of stuff and yeah. there's this um there's this documentary i watched. it's just like 45 minute little thing on prime amazon prime it's called generation jobless it talks about ontario's um it talks about the education system and all that kind of stuff but one of the things that I loved. It talked about a European country that their schooling system. When you enter grade nine, you're given two choices. You can either take an apprenticeship, or you can go. If you're serious, like you want to be a doctor, okay, then you need to go to school. But if if you want to be a chef, or you want to be a seamstress, or you anything, you go apprenticeship. And in grade nine, you start actually going. Like talk about the work ethics you build, right? And then you know, and the people that went the education route they are now you know not everybody is getting a university degree now that piece of paper means something you know what i mean it has some value and and by the time you're 18 you know whether or not you know you, you have some options to change still because you've tried you know but you you know whether or not you want to do that career or switch something different you know um, it gives young people the opportunity to actually hands on try not just sit behind a piece of paper and learn drama or like
0: I love that
1: history.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. And that, like I said, another episode we could go on. I could go on an education I rant. I tell you, I, I got them in me. And I and I often do, but unfortunately we're out of time today, but we'll have to save that for another time.
1: <laughs> it was been so nice chatting with you. I just feel like you're a kindred spirit. So I just we were meant to meet. And uh, thank you for um, you know, chatting and inspiring me more today. So awesome. Thanks for being here.
0: I'm not coming down. This is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian. Thanks so much for being here. We'd love to stay connected. We can do that if you jump into the online community at badasswomenscouncil.community. We've got lots of cool people in there already. And if you come in, it'll just be cooler.